NBA Australia. How are you going? How are you going? You right? I hope so. It is Friday. That's right, TGIF. Am I right? I'd hate to be a tin in about, I don't know, 45 minutes after this show. I'm going straight to the fridge. That's right. I'm your host, James Clements. I'm the editor of a good website called CodeBet. You can find that at codebet.com.au and all my basketball musings. Along with all my NFL stuff. You can also see my ugly mug on Fox Sports Lab NBA and Fox Sports Lab NFL. CodeBet Daily. All the good stuff. Uh, here in Larry Armour Studios. That's right, back home. Jeez, it's easier this way. I'll tell you about the, that much. I don't have Stats Guy. I don't have Geraldo. don't have Josh. It's kind of weird. It's kind of cute. Just me fucking yelling into the void. <laughs> anyway, happy everybody has now played day. That's right, okay, the third day of the NBA season. All 30 teams have played, so we have two awesome games to talk out through today. Uh, Dame made his Bucks debut in spectacular fashion. Uh, James Harden, it was revealed that he was knocked back at the uh, on the tarmac. <laughs> Amazing gear. So we'll cover all that in the NBA Australia game wraps, the news. Uh, that's on an IFL, mate, no, mate. Spot of the night, better than Lonzo Ball. We've got some yeah, now's the unpopular opinion of the day. Now back, take us. We were serving up a flame girl take. I think we're going to Shane Hill, shoot a shoot, shoot your shot, light him up award. And then we'll pick and preview every single game over the weekend and through Monday for you. And I think we're going to close out with a uh, diary of Stephen Adams. I think I promised that yesterday, didn't I? Good. All right. Let's probably well get into it, shall we? This is episode 972 of NBA Australia. Let's go. This is Joe Ingalls, and you're listening to NBA Australia. <laughs> oh, yeah. Clap him up. It's back. We're back. Watch out for the Shaq attack. You better. Better watch out for Shaq shitting on Joel Embiid as well. God, it's good to have him back. It's good to have the NBA back. Uh, it was also cool to learn a bit of Spanish. How fun was that? If you were trying to watch the basketball, the NBA via ESPN on TV, you were subjected to uh, the Dua Lipa. <laughs> That's right. The old Duolingo. Yeah, the uh, Spanish language broadcast just laid over the top of the English one. It's like, are you hearing all those voices in your head, everybody else, or is it just me? No, it was everybody, because what the fuck was that? <laughs> it was chaos, and it just sort of kept happening. Like, it went away, they fixed it, and then it came back. It's like, hey, almost dos, tres, cuatro. I'm like, hey, let's go. So many beers I'm going to put away in a second. Jesus. Uh, so that was really bizarre. This comes a day after... Uh, they didn't, what, two days after they didn't show the fucking ring ceremony. If you're a D- Denver Nuggets fan, you just got to watch, like, our good buddy Kane Pickman talk to, like, fucking Phil Murphy about Patty Mills on Atlanta. <laughs> it's so dumb. It's like, what the fuck? Oh, it's only what we've got rights to. Then fucking figure it out. Or just don't show anything. Unbelievable. I'm sure you get clip rights. Fuck me. Anyway, let's get stuck in today's show. The way we start every show, the... What is it? I believe it's a bit of a uh, whip. Daily whip around. Uh, a little bit of news. Rick Carlisle got an extension. The uh, Indiana Pacers coach. Good on him. Interesting. Because like it feels like this would have been the year 
Uh, they pulled the trigger on this one a bit early. I think the Pacers would be good. I feel like they're the one over-under I could never really get a grasp on. Like, I kept coming back to the idea that if Halliburton gets, like, misses any time, they're fucking cooked. I still probably, like, believe that. But at the same time, that team's a good team. Anywho, other little bits of news. I mentioned the James Harden gear at the top. It came out. Chris Haynes was on the uh, broadcast going, yeah, so uh, Jim rocked up. And no one fucking knew that he was coming. What sort of fucking organization is this Sixers organization? Ben Simmons rocking up to practice, not telling anybody. James Harden rocking up to practice, not telling anybody. And then uh, the Sixers were like, hey, uh, James, yeah, we don't really want you to play because you've not been here for two fucking weeks. You spent the last two weeks like just buried in a Houston, like all the strip clubs of Houston, necking wings. We don't think you're in basketball shape. He's like, nah, man, I'll full DM. Check this out. It's like... Buddy, just kick around here. We'll get you back up to speed. And then it's as much for your own good as anything else so you don't get fucking injured. And he's like, nah, look, I'll take that on board, but I'm still going with the team. And they're like, what what are you doing? He rocks up to the plane. They go, James, you're not coming. And he's like, but I've got my bag. (laughs) They go, you're not coming on the plane. He's like, well, fuck you. Fuck you. You're cool. Fuck you. And bounces. So that's probably smooth things over. Is it always like this weird thing where it's like, yeah, there's plenty of blame on both sides. Like both the Sixers have completely fucking cooked this. And also Harden is just, he might be one of the dumber folks out there just going around in the NBA. Like, oh, hey man, I'll opt in and then you can trade me. They're like, what are you doing? He's like, I opted in. They're like, what? Just you can go get paid somewhere else, you fucking idiot. He's like, oh, but I want my thirty-nine mil. Hey, uh, yeah, I'm not going to tell anybody where I am for two weeks. Rock up to training and then go. All right, I'm ready to go, fellas. And they're like, no, you're not. You've not been here for two weeks, James. Anyway, what a dead shit. I love it. Uh, All Star Game. There's also been. I love that the NBA is like, well, that didn't work. <laughs> so not only. <clears throat> Are we going back to East versus West, as uh, I talked about yesterday with uh, the stats guy? We So no longer do we have the uh, playground drafting of teams. Oh, that'd be great. It was never fucking great. Now, not only do we go back to East versus West, but no longer will there be a target score in the fourth quarter. It's just a four-quarter, 12-minute contest. The NBA's like, that never happened. Fuck it. That's enough experimentation. Adam Silver's like, I can do some more experimentation. It'll be very different, though. Ugh, gross. Uh, but, yeah. So they've returned. I think the idea is like, oh, well, we're playing it in Indiana, Indianapolis, like the home of basketball, man, Indiana. And it's like the theme is back to basketball, so we're just going to play a real boring all-star game. A lot of it. All right, so Adam Silver actually did say, we're looking at some potential changes in format. Maybe a return to something more traditional in terms of how the teams are presented. That's what they've done. A lot of it comes down to reinforcing our players and our teams. How important this is for fans. Yeah, that works. We don't expect playoff intensity. Oh, yeah. But we expect a competitive game for our fans. Right, cool. So, okay, we tried this. That didn't work. We tried appealing to their better nature. That didn't work. We tried appealing to them financially. That didn't work. Uh, we had tried to appeal to their egos, and that didn't work. At what point do you just go, oh, yeah, this is a bit fucked, isn't it? Just a bit fucked. 
I still reckon they should let like one fan play in the All-Star game. <laughs> Just so we've got a barometer. But they also get to carry a 4 by 2 all right, let's do some game wraps. Game wraps, game wraps, game wraps, game wraps, game wraps. Game wraps. Game wraps. That's right, the game wraps for today. The Sixers are in the box building for their two debut games. That's right, the Sixers and the Bucks hadn't played, and they delivered. Oh, boy, did they deliver. This game was fucking radical. On one hand, you got Tyrese Maxey, Joel Embiid. The other, you've got Iana Santacompo and Dame Lillard. Turns out, Dame Lillard, pretty fucking good. Three things about this game. The Bucks shot 50%. The Sixers shot 51%. I mentioned on this here program and Code Bet Daily, go the over. There is not going to be much defense. There was not. 16 to 35 from downtown went the Sixers. 11 to 30 for the Bucks. They still need a bit of shooting, just saying. Uh, but outside of that, amazing. The second biggest thing is obviously Dame. Dame, 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 Dame. 39, 8, and 4. Lit him up, scored 14 straight in the fourth quarter, carried the Bucks, and this is exactly why you go and get Dame Lillard. Oh, geez, how offense bogs down real bad in fourth quarters. Uh, do you want to get the best fourth quarter scorer we've, we've seen for a while? Oh, yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> so they did. The third thing is Philly. Fucking hell. They shot the piss out of this. Specifically, I'll get to them later when we do uh, the Shane Hill shooter shoot. Uh... Tobias, the never nude Harris, and Kelly Oubre Jr. barely fucking missed, and the Sixers still lost. Like, it's it's a bit of chaos. And I think Sixers fans are going to l- just hate the Kelly Oubre Jr. experience. They're going to see this game where he had 27 and 4, shot 9 of 11, conspiracy theory, 5 of 6 from 3, and be like, hey, he's awesome! And then he's going to give them like 0 of 12 tomorrow, and you're going to be like, oh, right. <laughs> Uh, I think a lot of the other sort of thing that I want to mention is like the pick and roll for Giannis and Dame is just still fucking unstoppable. They're setting like screens at like half court and Dame's getting ahead of speed. Uh, yeah, ahead of speed. And not being able to be stopped. It's fucking unreal. And it sort of just shows you in a very stark light that this could be unreal. This is game one. <laughs> Like, what are we doing? That's going to be absolutely fucking gnarly. And the other one is Nick Nurse. God, he's a fun coach to watch coach sometimes. He just does some weird shit. He'll just throw the weirdest fucking like, lineups out there. You're like, there's D'Anthony Melton and Paul Reed and Pat Bev. And what is going on? <laughs> it's fucking nuts. I loved it. Awesome game. Uh, Bucks, I mean, it's 118-117 in the end. I don't think I mentioned the actual... Uh, Score at the end there. But that came from a uh, banked-in shot right at the end anyway. So the Bucks were right there, one by four essentially, but it was one in the end. It was all Dame down the stretch. Giannis was really good, 23 and 13, shot 10 at 22. Uh, he became the Bucks franchise leader and made buckets going past Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. So 5,905 career field goals. Uh, Kareem had 5,902. So pretty crazy, pretty weird. Uh do you reckon Dame is kind of like, fuck, this is a little bit better than uh, Miami? Just saying. Just saying. But I think that drive late with like the 11 and a half seconds left, right? It's like a two-point game. The way he did it, it was just gnarly. It's just like, just give it to Dame. He'll fucking figure something out and just go off and bang. He made all 17 free throws. It was a thing of beauty. Absolutely loved it. Great job. Dame and Giannis, try and stop it. And like trying to like 
Chris Middleton's sort of like floating around. He looks a step slow. He only played 16 minutes. And uh, it was just one of those things you're like, yeah, could ease him back into it, I guess. <laughs> so why not? Sure. Interesting. Just keep an eye on that. Otherwise. Uh, so good stuff. Good job by the Bucks. Good win. 118-117. And then the second game. Suns Lakers. The Lakers. Hold on to win this one. 195. Thanks to LeBron James. That move that he pulled late where he's just like, I'm going to barrel into the lane, lean onto my right shoulder, throw up it off the glass and in and one, win the game. Fuck you. Awesome. Kevin Durant was in this game as well. It's the first time LeBron James and Kevin Durant is the big thing for me. Number one, have played since 2018. It's only the second time they've actually played uh, since LeBron's been on the Lakers, which is crazy. They played in Christmas 2018, so that is nuts. Durant's played for like three teams since then. (laughs) That is chaos. Absolutely chaos. He had a bit of Frank Vogel revenge factor, but he didn't get his revenge in the end. Uh, Phoenix got out to a flyer. They're up 30-18, but you sort of knew that the Lakers would sort of just float around because the Suns didn't have Booker and didn't have Beal. Uh, Booker's dealing with like a thing in his foot, a bit of a uh, foot sprain kind of thing after the game the other day. Uh, Suns Warriors and Brad Beal's already got a sore back, which just bodes great for the Suns. But this was all the KD show. 39-11 and 11 he had. And the thing is about KD, like... The one of five from three. It's like, yeah, he got to 39 without hitting like a million trillion threes like everybody else. Eric Gordon was very handy in uh, Beal and Booker's absence as well. He had 15. But this team, it's still just, again, the three-point shooting. If you don't have Booker out there, if you don't have someone like Goodwin who had 14 on 15 shots hitting threes, it gets pretty squirrely and it gets really hard. Like Eric Gordon, two of eight from three, six of 16 for uh, him from the floor. Grayson Allen only took six shots, four of which were threes. He hit two of them. It's like, oh, I feel like we need a little bit more. Just a little bit more there, Grayson. What are you doing, bro? What are you doing, man? It's also where I'm just like, where's Jock Landau? What did you do? You've completely screwed the pooch there. Uh, the second big thing, Lakers, LeBron James, and Anthony Davis going absolutely hammering tongs. Uh, 30-12 with three blocks. Three steals, two assists for AD. He was awesome. 10 to 17, he shot LeBron. Turns it on late, 21, 8, 9. He had five turnovers, but still, he was awesome. D'Lo had 14 on 16 shots. Thanks for coming. D'Angelo Russell. Classic D'Lo game. Austin Reeves was a minus 11. Uh, had a rough run of it with the old fouls did Reeves, but otherwise. Uh, the bench was handy, but again, talk about no three-point shooting for this Lakers team. Their bench went one for... <sighs> one for 12 from downtown. And as a team, they went five of 29. No one made multiple threes. It was fucking brutal. You're just like, where's Rui Hachimura? He's like, he's like, well, I've made one. It's like, all right, can someone make some more? D-Lo's like, oh, just check this one out, bang, clank. Um, but they both, both teams shot 42%. Third big thing for me, 42%. The defense was good. I was on the under for this one, but Phoenix scored 11 total points in the fourth quarter. It's kind of the thing with the Lakers. If they want to crank up the defense, they can kind of just go, well, anybody but KD, we're going to fucking stop you from doing shit, mate. And that's exactly what happened. So the Lakers just kick up that uh, defensive off uh, intensity and bang, off you go. 
outscore them 17 points in the fourth quarter, win the game by five. Like, that's how you fucking do it, <laughs> obviously. It was absolutely gnarly. So, great win by the Lakers. They now get to one-on-one rather than starting 0-2. Big home win, and the Suns one-on-one after their two games. Uh, I did nail the Sixers plus 6.5 in and the over, and the Lakers-Suns under hit as well that I picked. But, of course, I had Lakers minus 5.5. They won by five. Thanks a lot, Austin Reeves. Jesus, that was fucking brutal. I'll tell you that much. Anyway, let's uh, let's get into That's Not a Knife, I believe. The NBA Australia Pro performs tonight. No prizes for guessing who gets this. That's not a knife. That's a knife. Dame Lillard. 14 straight points in the final four minutes of this game. Absolute chaos. He scores... Just an unsightly, ridiculous, absolute fuck you, 39 points. 9 of 20 shooting, 4 of 12, 9 of 20 shooting, there you go, 4 of 12 from downtown, Seven of seven, 17 of 17 of the line. That's the most by any player in a team debut of all time. Uh, and 39 is the fourth highest score by any player in their new team's debut of all time. All time, fourth most, that is sick. He was unreal. God, he fixes all the ills of this Bucks team as well. Jurgen Philly's just like fuck. Just imagine if we had to, like, I don't know, kick the tires on this a little bit. But the thing is, they're probably sitting going, "It's okay," because honorable mention's got to go to Tyrese Maxey. I mentioned this, I think, in my uh, in Cobet Daily yesterday, maybe on this one too. But I expected Maxey and Lily to go hammer and songs, and that's exactly what happened. Maxey had thirty-one and eight. He was fucking great. 10 to 22, attacking the rim, 3 of 8 from downtown as well, 8 to 10 at the line. Maxi's unreal, and that's why you go, well, maybe we don't want to give up Maxi in a Dame trade. Because he can sort of just go to toe to toe, and you hope that he sort of grows into more of a Lillard sort of character. But either way, great job by him. What about Spud of the Night? Spud, 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 Spud of the Night. Considering there's only two games, pretty easy to go the old Spud of the Night. That was because, I'll tell you what, Torin the Red Bull Prince did not cover himself in glory. He had a really good opening game for the Lickers. Uh... And then starting next to LeBron, he played 18 minutes today. He had three fouls, zero points, one steal. 0 of 5 from the floor. 0 of 1 from downtown. He's going absolutely hammer and tongs with the Anthony Morrow uh, sort of stat line of like, hey, check this out. I'm going to do nothing, man. It's going to be awesome. The Tony Snell. Anthony Morrow do nothing but shoot and then get nothing else. Awesome gear. Great job by the Torian, the Red Bull Prince. An absolute banging Tony Snell impersonation. Minus 15 in a game they won by five. <laughs> zero points, zero rebounds, zero assists, zero blocks, one steal, three fouls, 0-5 shooting. Touring the Red Bull Prince, your spud of the night. All mate, no mates. 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 Who's got no mates today? Well, it's Kevin Durant. He had 39 points. That's good. Hey, uh, Jim, what happened to the rest of his team in the fourth quarter? That's a good question because no one fucking knows they were shit. That's right, Kevin Durant in the fourth quarter today. He scored nine points. That's pretty good. The rest of the entire Suns team combined managed two. One of nine from the floor between everybody else 
That is 100%. Hey, uh, Kevin, where are your mates? He's like, they're not my fucking mates. They're your fucking mates. <laughs> oh, a bit of a rough one. Pantsing of the night. Very fat, 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 fatty, fatty, fat, fat. Some of the pantsings, I mean, we saw Giannis just yam on fucking, it felt like everybody on Philly at times. And uh, I think the pantsing, though, is probably good to go to the refs for missing the Giannis, throwing the ball to himself over the top of the rim, catching it again. And then the refs go, oh, nah, it slipped out of his hand, so he's allowed to gather it again. It's like, is he? Everybody saw him shoot, miss the rim, catch the ball again and go back. It's just, what are we doing? It's like day two. Well, day three and the refs are already just boneheaded fucking morons. You love to see him. All right, better than Lonzo Ball. Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you're going to get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros. Now I can be average. He's coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. Jordan Goodwin, I enjoyed him today. Uh, I mentioned that he didn't go great shooting-wise. 6 of 15, 1 of 5 from downtown. But he managed 14 points. It was a plus 8 on a team that lost by 5. Like That was awesome. He gave them a little bit of something something off the bench for the Suns. He had the 14, 6, 2 and 2. Uh, it's two assists and two steals, and that is substantially better than uh, anything Alonzo Ball gave you uh, because he's sitting out for the year. It just makes me sad. It just makes me sad. Gabe Vincent was also a bit of a contender for Spud of the Night, uh, just FYI, 0 of 5 from downtown. It's like, yeah, the Lake is 5 of 29 from downtown. Gabe, you're getting paid for, like, basically one thing. Hit some fucking threes. Uh, but Jordan Goodwin really enjoyed that. Awesome game by him. And uh, today, better than Alonzo Ball. Uh, annoyingly... Our new favorite sort of segment of uh, going, hey, everybody, it's the Magic Johnson tweet of the day. Magic tweet of the day. Magic hasn't tweeted today. So, a bit annoying. It's really annoying. I just love him, though. Like, the Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray pick and roll combination is the best in the entire league. They can do everything off the pick. Shoot, pass, dribble, and drive. (laughs) Ah, Magic and his voice to text. He is 100% a voice-to-text dude, and I love it. Good on him. All right, we'll take a quick break. Uh, we won't do Dickhead of the Week just yet because uh hasn't been anything too much that's popped off. Uh, that I, I mean, D-Lo is just always a bit of a dickhead. So, uh, we'll just give it to D-Lo anyway. He can start off the year as the uh, original Dickhead of the Week. Dickhead of the Week! D-Lo just sort of, I mean, you saw him, he was mic'd up, and you're like, God, I fucking hate this guy so much. He's the worst. Ah, oh, man. And uh, whoever else is in charge of, you know, making sure broadcasts are broadcast in the correct, you know, language that you expect. <laughs> it's pretty dickhead. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll be back with some yeah, now's right after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey, guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And 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 you're listening to NBA Australia. All right, let's do it. Some NBA Australia. Yeah, Nas, brought to you by the NBA Australia shop. That's right. Get your merch, get your merch. People! Get your merch, get your merch. Where? Get your merch, get your merch. Get your merch, get your merch. Yeah, do it. NBAstraight.com slash shop or just click through on the socials. All the pretty pictures are there. Get a hoodie, get a t-shirt. Go nuts, mate. Help a brother out. You gotta pay some, uh, pay for some renos, don't I? Uh, 
Do it. NBA3.com slash shop. All right. Does Harden play for the Sixers ever again? Yeah, nah. I kind of want to, like, jag and go, yeah. Like, it does sort of feel like he's just gotten to the point where he's like, he, as I mentioned on yesterday's show, he's trying to George Costanza this entire thing. What do you mean? I didn't. I never asked for a trade. That was a joke. What are you talking about? <laughs> As if I would ever ask my best friend, Daryl Morey, to trade me. Come on, man. I was very clearly joking around. Can I get my job back? Like That's exactly where they're rolling. But it would behoove the NBA, wouldn't it? It would behoove the NBA to go, uh, James, are you hurt? He's like, well, no. It's like, hey, Philly, why don't want you? Why do you not want him playing for it? It's like, oh, well, reasons. <laughs> I would fucking love for the NBA to step in and go. Well, he needs to play then. That's his job. Like bench, like Nick Nurse is like going to be sitting going, what the fuck am I going to do now? So would it not be a giant sort of surprise if like Daryl Morey just went right? Fuck it. Can we just? Get rid of him now and just trade him, like, right now. Be interesting. Just saying. Because, yeah, it should be fun if, like, they just force Philly to play him. And I reckon it'd be unreal. I reckon they should. Uh, did Phoenix really fuck up no, by not bringing back Jock Landau? Yeah, nah, yeah. It's games like this today where you're like, he doesn't mind going up against Anthony Davis and co. But it also, like, Nurk has, like, just one of those rough sort of Nurk games, as you'd expect. It happens once every two games and sort of got played into a bit of like, you know, as per usual gave some handy minutes, but also got played off the floor uh, by trying to combat AD. He goes one of five from the floor. He had nine rebounds, three assists, three steals. He had the four turnovers and five fouls though. He was just getting touted. So it had this moment of like, all right, we'll, we'll bring on Drew Eubanks. It's like, oh yeah, this is not going to work much either. So they have to go super small You've got KD on AD at one point. You're like, ah, not sure how like feasible this is all going to go. And the Lakers sort of, you know, managed to finagle it and get the win. It's just one of those things where the Suns like, yeah, we probably should have brought brought back Landau. Uh, is Kevin Durant underrated? Yeah, nah, nah. I mean, he's the twelfth uh, leading scorer of all time now today, which is pretty cool. That's a lot. But I think everybody is just kind of like, yeah, he's like a top ten, twelve dude. Simple as that. It's fine. And it's also just one of those moments of like, yeah, all right, well, just he's gone past Hakeem for 12th all time. That's sick. 26,947 points. Awesome. But at the same time, like, everybody holds him in really high esteem. It's also a game like this where you go, yeah, letting KD just be KD and let him cook is fucking really fun. Just... Let him go back and forth. And it really sucks that we were sort of robbed of like a couple of prime Durant years. And it really just sort of, it's a kick in the nuts once you sort of think about it. So I do love him. I really do. One of the last two remaining Sonics in the NBA. Uh, Was extending Carlisle the right call for Indy? Yeah, nah. I mean, I probably wouldn't have done it on day three after you've played one game and kicked the fuck out of Washington. Because Carlos the sort of dude where it just gets a bit old eventually. But I think he's a good coach. I think they did the right decision. Well, made the right decision by bringing him in. I would have liked to have seen how this team gels a little bit 
further into the season. But, I mean, it might be Carlisle just agitating for a little bit of security. So, that's all right. I'll pay. It's fine. Carlisle's a really good coach. I love what he did in Dallas. It was also a long time ago now. and That's one of those things with coaches, right? Just got to keep an eye on that. Just saying. Uh, what's the unpopular opinion of the day? Now, look at me, please. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Watching that Suns game against the Lakers, the thing that you sort of like going is, uh, do the Suns need Brad Beal? <laughs> right? After the game against the Warriors, you're like, what should we add to this team? It's like, it's probably not Brad Beal. Right? It's like, oh, let's see some slashing and some not a giant, huge array of three-point shooting. Like, unless Beal kicks up his, like, three-point attempts to, like, a really big, big number, which would be really fun because it's kind of what they need more of, right? They just need an absolute, like, dead-eye shooter who just does nothing but can threes. And I think people think that's what Brad Beal does, but that's not exactly what Brad Beal does. You know what I'm saying? Like, his three-point attempts are, like, 4.4. He did that five years ago when he was taking eight threes a game. He hasn't done that since 2019. So they've dipped every year since. He's kind of always hurt. I'm just, I just kind of feel like maybe, just maybe there was a different sort of path that they probably should have gone down. And watching KD uh, go one of five from downtown and that entire team sort of missed. Maybe, I'm just saying, just keep in the back of your head. All right. How about our back take house? Press the button, Jim. It's Friday at our back, and you know what that means? Oh, yeah. Four for one TGIF oil drum cans full of icy cold Foster's Lager. That's right. Foster's Lager. No prick in Australia drinks this shit, but we're going to give it to you. Four for one oil drum cans. They're as big as your fucking head. Full of that delicious, delicious beer. And today's Flame Grill take is... Phillies should just jettison James Harden to Orlando for Markel Fultz. Bring him home! That's right! We're going full circle. Fultz to Philly. Or at least just like fucking Cole Anthony. Just sell her, Just anything. Like, I wouldn't even wish that on Orlando at this point. But Philly just need to get rid of him so he doesn't fucking rock up to the plane anymore and just go, let me on! Hey, Daryl! Daryl! Let me on! Let me out here! Ah! Just saying, give the keys to Maxi and get the fuck out of the road. Only at Outback. All right, no NBA Australia Australian player watch today because we had uh, exactly zero Aussies in action, which is kind of weird because, like, the Sixers and the Bucks have been longtime bastions of uh, Australianness in the NBA, and all of a sudden we don't have any. So, anyway. We've got plenty coming up on the weekend, though. Don't worry about that. Uh, Shane Hill, shoot a shoot, shoot your shot, light him up. Award. He threw it down. Are you healed? Are you healed? Praise the Lord, I'm healed. Praise the Lord, for I'm healed. It is the Shane Hill. Shoot a shoot. Shoot your shot, light him up award. Ah, love this. Because Tobias Harris and Kelly Oubre Jr. went 17-20 combined today. Eight of nine from three between the two of them. They had 47 points. And the Sixers still lost. Oh, lord. 
That's not going to be good. Long term. <laughs> Seriously. Jesus. Like, Kelly Oubre will do this where we will have, like, amazing stretches every so often. Like, last year, he had, like, in March, he had, like, 28, 28, 24, 27, 27, 29, 26. Also just had, like, a run of games. He was, like, 14. I'm going to shoot 5 of 14. 5 of 19. 5 of 18. Like, every third game, he'll have a game where he just completely self-combusts and falls apart. And then he'll drop, like, a 11 to 20 game and have 28 again. That's all he did last year. Like, it was awesome. But he is going to drive Sixers fans completely fucking nuts. It's going to be unreal. I'm going to love every second of it. And let's go. Uh, but Tobias Harris and Kelly Oubre, amazing display of shooting today. It's just a bit of a worry that it's it went so well and they didn't win. <laughs> All right. Patty Mills, game day ball or game day Twitter. Check in. Let's do it. Let's see what Patty's been up to. Has he uh, added anything to the old IG? Has Patty Patty with a good hair? Let's have a look. He has added something to... Oh, this is a great drill. To know if you're a good shirt. It's one of our favorite ways to end workouts. He's like in a box way downtown and just nailing fucking three after three after three. That's awesome. Jesus. Go check that out. All right, let's do some game previews. Game previews. Game previews. Thanks, Inadvertent Bane. Not a problem, Jimmy. How's it all going? Oh, yeah, not bad. Uh, the picks are okay. We're one and two, I guess, today. We're basically at 500 for the season after uh, yesterday's 12-game slate. So, yeah, we'll see if we can uh, improve on that with tomorrow's games. We're going to pick all the games across the weekend, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, uh, which should be good. Obviously, Sunday and Monday, we'll just go with the head-to-head picks and hope for the best. All right. So tomorrow, we've got some awesome games. We've got Denver going to Memphis. I'm taking Denver minus four and a half because Memphis, look, they've got no big men who can stay on the floor. Triple J, Xavier Tillman. Jokic has just got to be looking at this going, uh, you fucked them up, yes? So yes, fuck them up, Nicola. Go nuts, mate. Uh, so Denver minus four and a half over Memphis. Detroit at Charlotte. Look, Charlotte were pretty bloody good in beating Atlanta in their opening game. Detroit were pretty tough, though. I don't mind the Pistons plus four. They've got a lot of size. They've got guards. They can throw a little bit of defense at Charlotte. Pistons plus four. I'll take the four points. And uh, Detroit might keep it really close. Either way, like if Charlotte win this, they'll be up. They'll be 2-0 on the season. Detroit will be 0-2. So interesting. But I'll take Pistons plus four. Knicks plus two against Atlanta. Knicks Atlanta. They love playing against each other. Do Trey and the Knickerbockers of New York City. I'm going to take the Knicks plus two. I think, amazingly, whoever loses this game, they're going to going to have started 0-2 as well. Atlanta don't mind winning a home opener. So I actually like getting the two points with the Knicks because this could easily be an Atlanta one or two-point win where both teams are going hammer and tongs. Let's see if Julius Randle, without John Collins, that's a tall cocktail on Atlanta anymore. Randle might feast. Atlanta have got, you know, the combo of Capella and Onyeka Okongwu, DeAndre Hanna and Big Deke Bay. I think the Knicks bounce back from a pretty brutal loss to the Celtics and win this one. So I'll take the Knicks plus two. Atlanta might still win it, but I'll take the two points. Miami-Boston. This is an absolute burner clash. The Celtics are seven and a half point favorites. I love this. I think they're going to run roughshod over Miami. Tatum, like there is nobody on this Miami team who can cover him. Uh, or Brown, Paul Zingas, all at the same time. Jeru Holiday, 
Derek White, Jalen Brown. You've got three dudes you can sort of throw at Jimmy Butler at least. Love me the Celtics minus seven and a half in this one. Boston get off to a flyer. Miami looked pretty good at times when they were beating Detroit yesterday and then let Detroit come all the way back. So I like Boston minus seven and a half. OKC plus three and a half against Cleveland. That's right. Cleveland, uh, three and a half because OKC, I'm taking that because I think they're better than Cleveland. The Cavs in beating Brooklyn the other day, the defense was very fucking suspect on Cleveland's behalf. In their opening game at home, I think they either eke out a very, 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 very close win, same as they did against Brooklyn just then, uh, and OKC still covered that plus three and a half, or OKC just beat them outright. SGA versus Donnie Mitchell should be worth the price of admission. I just kind of think OKC are a little bit better defensively as well as, I don't know, throwing Chet out there against Evan Mobley feels a bit unfair, but... OKC, just got enough weapons. Give me OKC plus three and a half. Toronto plus two and a half against Chicago. The Bulls stink. I'm going to go the Raptors plus two and a half. I hate trusting the Raps, but Scoob showed us a little bit the other day. So give me some Scoob and let's go Toronto plus two and a half. Brooklyn, Dallas. The Nets are six and a half point underdogs in Dallas. That makes no sense. Dallas have no wings. Brooklyn have all of them. They can throw a bunch of dudes defensively at both Luka and Dame. Uh, I think they can stick with them on offense as well. Give me Brooklyn plus six and a half. That should be a wildly entertaining one, though. Clippers minus three and a half at Utah. Utah riding high after a uh, beatdown at the hands of Sacramento. I turned that upside down. <laughs> Clippers beat the piss out of Portland. Clippers should fly into Utah. It's going to be interesting. I like the Clippers minus three and a half. Just. Yeah, Clippers. Let's have a look at some of the... Uh, background between these two because Kawhi and Paul George it feels like Paul George can just like dominate this game out of nowhere right and that's sort of what you'd be hoping for but Paul George does also you know love himself a bit of a uh hey what am I doing what's this who am I what am I playing (laughs) kind of game uh yeah Utah have won the last couple interesting and they've covered the line pretty handily Look, if Kawhi and Paul George both play, the Clippers should be too good for Utah. Just especially on the wings. I'm just a little bit worried. I'm just saying. But I'll still take the Clippers minus three and a half. Orlando! Go to Portland. I'm taking Orlando minus two and a half because Portland are trash. Orlando are good. Pretty simple for me. Uh, No, Orlando, Franz Wagner, Paolo Banquero, Portland, what, Jeremy, Jeremiah Grant, Scoot Henderson, Simons. It should be a fun game. I'd look at the over for this one as well, as long as Portland hit their shots. Uh, but Orlando, look, they do have these weird sort of bumps, but this is really early on in the season. They should take care of business out there in Portland. Spurs, Wemby up against Houston. The Spurs minus two against Houston. Interesting. It's because Houston put up 86 points in their opener and looked like dog shit. So I'm going to go the Spurs minus two. Warriors plus two and a half against the Kings. They have the Kings playbook basically after beating them in the uh, first round last year. <clears throat> so, I will go Warriors plus two and a half. I think they can sort of figure that out. The Kings, though, they dropped 130 on Utah. They will be pretty stoked to fire the laser. This game is going to be fucking awesome, Warriors-Kings. But I think the Warriors, having you know spent seven games scouting them last year when they beat them in the playoffs, might have a little bit too much for the Kings. If Draymond is back, definitely the Warriors. If he's not, maybe not the maybe the Kings, but 
I'll stick with the Warriors for the moment. Sunday, Memphis go to Washington. Memphis on a back-to-back. Bit of a brutal one. I'm actually going to take the Wizards just to outscore the Grizzlies in that one. Detroit versus Chicago. Both teams on a back-to-back. Detroit traveling home from Charlotte. Uh, Chicago traveling, well, from Chicago to Detroit. I actually like the Pistons. I like their size. I like their youth. I think they can beat that Bulls team. Knicks, Pelicans. I'm going to take the Pels uh, at home. Big Zion, the big rig. Knicks on a back-to-back. Bit of a tough one. Tough one really early on in the season as well, right? Knicks in Atlanta and then off down to New Orleans. I'll take the Pels. Indiana go to Cleveland. I think I trust the Pacers to back that up more than I do the Cavs. I'll go to the Pacers. Um, With Halliburton, Turner having not played the day before. Cleveland on a back-to-back. I'll go Indy. Philly at Toronto. I'll take Philly. Just the size and a bit of the history there against Toronto. I like the Sixers. Miami at Minnesota. Again, Minnesota, big, long, terrifying. Not great in their opener against Toronto, but I'll take the Wolves to beat Miami. Uh, With the Heat on a back-to-back having just played Boston, Minnesota will be licking their lips about that one. And then Phoenix hosting Utah. Last game on Sunday. I like the Suns to get a big bounce-back win there at home. Against the Yaz, who will be on a back-to-back, having just played the Clippers. So give me the Suns. Monday, Denver at OKC. I think I'll take the Nuggets uh, to be, at that point, 3-0. So I'll take Denver over OKC. That's at 6.40 on Monday morning. Just a heads up if you want to see the Mop Top Mumba, a.k.a. the Wheat Bix Kid. Josh Giddy, giddy up. Unfortunately, no Jack White. Boo. Golden State Warriors at Houston. I'll take the Warriors. Just to be a bit too good for Houston in Houston, though. Houston always play the Warriors weirdly, I think. Uh, but I'll take the Warriors. Atlanta at Milwaukee. Milwaukee's the obvious pick there. Atlanta will probably play them pretty hard. Dame versus Trey should be awesome fun, though. Philly hosting Portland. I like Philly, but don't be surprised if something squirrely goes on in that one because it's Portland just hanging out, chilling, not illing, having uh, hosted Orlando. They fly east. Philly on a back-to-back, having just played in Toronto. They might rest some dudes as well. So maybe just keep an eye on that. Just depends on if Embiid plays. Embiid, question mark, I'd go Portland. Uh, If he plays, I'm taking Philly, obviously. Lakers at Sacramento. I'm going to go the Kings because fire's a laser! And the Clippers to beat San Antonio as well. And there are all the games for the weekend for you. How good is that? Oh, Jim, it's real good. I know. I know it is, mate. I know. How good is it to be back, though? That is it. Thank you so much uh, for all the kind words, uh, the thanking for being back and shit. Daily shows are awesome. I fucking love doing this shit daily. It's what it's all about. Getting right in, balls deep into the NBA season, loving every second of it. Uh, We're back on Monday, so make sure in the meantime you're following NBA Australia on Twitter, face the IG, we're all over the socials, you know that. NFL Australia with myself and Gaz, we chop it up each week about the NFL, get around that. Uh... What is it? Rate, review, star it across your Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, whatever app you're using. Uh, We have three episodes go up on YouTube each week as well. We'll have some clips popping off as well as we sort of get into the flow of that. It's going to be awesome. So get all over it, would you? NBAstrade.com slash shop. Get your merch. Get your merch. And uh, big thanks always go to From Oslo for the intro and outro song. Check out the new band House Hats They Rule. And big thanks always go to Joshua De Laurentiis, Fascinated, Goldmines, Ramshackle Army, Iowa, Sex Jedi, Green, 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 and Dozers for the tunes you hear throughout the show. Smash them all on Bandcamp, Triple J and Earth, Facey, Apple Music, Spotify. Remember, NBA Australia supports Australian bands. So, should you. All right, we'll close out today's show with a brand new Diary of Stephen Adams. 
and we will catch you on Monday, you dickheads. Have a great weekend. This is NBA Australia saying, look out for yourselves, would you? And later, hosen. Or Bruce, how's it going, eh? Oh, it's your old pill. Stephen Adams here, eh, Bruce? So, I thought I would write in my diary, eh? So, let's get to it, eh? Oh, dear diary, Bruce, it's me, eh? Stephen Adams. Oh, but you know that diary, because you're my diary. And you're my best friend, eh? I write all my secrets in you. Especially about how I haven't really hurt even my knee, Bruce. But I just needed some more time off to really perfect my hunger recipe here in Memphis, eh? So, yeah... Uh, about that, eh? I've got a hurt knee. Uh, I don't like it that much, eh? It's pretty sad. Uh, it's a bit sore. Uh, how did I do it? I heard a lot of folks ask. They're like, hey, Stephen Brew, what happened to your knee, eh? And I was like, oh, I was hanging out at the Big Pyramid here in Memphis. It's like the Bass Pro Fishing Shop. Because I fucking love fishing, eh? Oh, I love it more than just about anything, eh, Brew? So I popped down there. And I was just sort of wandering around, wandering around, having a great time, looking at all the fishing rods and looking at all the nets and all the other good stuff that they've got there. And then I full balloon just missed where I was going and walked into a river. They've got a river inside it, Brew. And I just like slipped on a bit of a rock there, eh? And I really hurt my knee. But don't tell the team, Brew, because I said that I was working out and that's how I hurt it, eh? So, yeah. Hush, hush, Dory. Hush, hush. But otherwise, it's been really good to start the season, even though I'm not playing, Brew. It's good to see, like, the boys out there doing real well. Uh, it's a bit sad that uh, Jar was suspended, E. It's like all he did was have his lighter out, Brew. Like, the amount of times, Brew, they're back home in NZ. Uh, my, all my friends and my cousins and all my brothers and sisters, all 36 of them, were just like, oh, check out this sweet lighter I got, Brew. And I'm like, oh, that looks like a gun, eh? That's a sweet lighter, Brew. And they're like, yeah, check it out. Click. And then they'd light their ciggies, Brew. So, yeah. It's a bit sad that Jar got busted for that. It's like, prove that it's actually a gun first, eh, Brew? And then we can talk, eh? So, anyway, a bit sad. Anyway, uh, hopefully the boys get some wins soon, Brew, and uh, I'll continue my rehab. I'm going to be working and perfecting my rehab hungy, Brew. I've dug some holes. The hungy's been pretty good, but the knee's still a bit sore. So, we'll keep working, eh? All right, until next time, cheer, cheer, love, Stephen Adams, Brew. Oh, and go the Kiwis in the rugby, eh?